Let's face it, if you were an only sibling, there was at least one instance where you wished to be an only child. But what if your wish was granted? Not by a genie or a witch, but by a goblin king. That is what propels the adventure that encompasses this month's fantastical, musically-filled 80s pop culture phenom. So listen and be reminded of the babe with the power as we discuss Labyrinth. of you've never seen question mark exclamation mark today i am joined by my co-host of of underrated podcast and my um p- partner in in all things undercast company Derek mcduff hey how's it going it's going good it's going good it's a hot day in california summer but it's okay hopefully <laughs> yeah. it'll cool down um so today we are going to be talking yeah. about a movie that I have never seen um, called Labyrinth. It is the famous um, movie with with David Bowie in which he plays the Goblin King. Um, he wrote some songs and 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 composed the music for this movie. Uh, it was it's it was um, helmed by Jim Henson. It was one of his few um, entries into cinematic history. Um, outside of the classic Muppets, I, I should say. Um, this and along with, with Black Black Dark Crystal are the two that, that he kind of, he, he went and created. Um, so because it was filmed by Jim Henson, um, it's filled with, with puppets. Amazing puppets. Like only the yeah. Jim Henson <laughs> company can ever do. Um, but yeah, like I said, this was my first time watching it. Um, I actually got the opportunity to, to this today as of this recording, um, got to see it in theaters. It got re-released for the 35th anniversary and it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was just seeing it in, um, you know, in, in live and in theater, like how it originally was. So because it was (laughs) my first time seeing it, um, in this episode, like some before I'm going to have Derek be the interviewer and me the interviewee of my first time watching it. So, Derek, how about you take it away? Yeah. Um, so, Ariel, yeah, like you said, this is something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, this is a movie that I grew up with. Um, so I'm always curious as to whether or not it's because it's a movie I grew up with, whether I liked it or not. So I want to know, like, if it's just, you know, I'm biased against it. So you seeing it as an adult. You know, this is your first time. What did you think throughout your your viewing? Um, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, just the, the the my history with this movie is is I growing up was exposed to all of the Muppet movies, of course. You know, with Jim Henson, like I mm-hmm. I loved all of his all of those movies. Muppet Treasure Island has a near and dear part in my heart, as well as Muppet Christmas Carol. That was the first Christmas Carol that I ever watched. So of course I I'm I was well aware of the Jim Henson company and stuff, but this and in still Dark Crystal I still haven't seen Dark Crystal too. Um, I haven't actually either seen mm-hmm. Dark Crystal, so yeah. that's why I never watched the show because I didn't see the original movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, are movies that like my mom didn't show me? Like I think because she's like ah no, like she's like I didn't care for him too much, so I'm not gonna show them to my kids and stuff. Um. 
so yeah, I was never exposed to this movie. Of course, I knew of it growing um, growing up or when I got older, you know, especially you know, mm-hmm. seeing pictures of, of Do- David Bowie as the Goblin King and then knowing that he's, he kidnaps a baby and stuff like that. And then I've heard, like, people, you know, do do renditions of at least the beginning of of the the um, underground song of, like, you remind me of the babe. The babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Hoodoo. And all that. Um, but yeah, it was a very enjoyable movie. I, there is some things like with how the movie starts where I was like, I, I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's supposed to be very immature in the movie. Um, and I'll get more into it, but I think this is a film like that is very overtly about growing up and, you know, leaving childhood behind and becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. a kind of an insufferable little kid at the beginning of this. Like she's a very immature character at the beginning of the film that like does something pretty shitty. Like she's just like Get, take my brother away, and David Bowie's like, "I'll take your baby brother there." Yeah, that's fucking David Bowie, of course. Like awesome, exactly. I freaking love it. Um, we'll probably hmm. get into it more about him, but um but yeah i i enjoyed it i mean i love the the puppets oh man they're mm-hmm. so great um, incredible. incredible like movies they just don't really make them like this anymore and even back then mm-hmm. they didn't make them like this because there's only one jim henson and only he could make these like the puppets look this insane and this good and this like i mean i guess they're doing it now still with the dark crystal show mm-hmm. but like you know the jim henson company you know, is just so not everybody could pull this off and just make these elaborate huge sets with all these characters that they all feel like they have life in them and stuff and just it, it, it's it's really really just impressive and just watching it you do instantly are like wow like this is this is so cool just like you know aside from the movie being cool just like as a cool story on a technical level it's an it's insane mm-hmm. yeah definitely and um i um because of the 30 35th anniversary viewing um they kind of had like a little feature at the beginning before the film um, about, you know, the making of it and Jim Henson and, and all that. And, yeah, like, it's just, like, incredible. The, of course, like, he he he's, he was, like, a brilliant storyteller from, you know, the ground up and stuff. He would take these, create these stories. And, um, and yeah, it just definitely reflects in this movie. Uh, the, the labyrinth itself, like, I, I'm pretty sure a good amount of it was, like, computer-generated, which was a really good and incredible thing at that time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, especially, at least the external shots where it shows, like, a big span of the, the labyrinth itself and uh, the maze. And, yeah, it's just such, like, it, I loved that, like, you know, you don't see all these different types of worlds when even when you're shown the large scale um scale of it and i and that kind of still mm-hmm. plays into that thing that that um uh, <laughs> i forget his name which is funny because he, people forgot his name in in uh the the movie um ho- um hoggy hoggy right oh yeah hoggy um, uh what's it they i know she calls him like hogwarts it's some yeah hoggy hoggle 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 oh yeah that's an hoggle hoggle yeah um 
when Hoggle, like, first said, it's all about perception, like, and stuff like that. You need to, like, um, see or something like that. And, yeah, like, mm-hmm. even, like, that part with, you know, the labyrinth, you, it's because, like, you, you don't see it until you're in it and you get, you, like, see all these different things and stuff like that. Um, re- yeah, really enjoyed it. Really loved, like, the essential, and I've heard, like, memes of it, of, like, Gareth, um, Jareth is, like, essentially, like, a better babysitter than she is, or she's, like, <laughs> a really good babysitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah love. I loved it, of course. Yeah, that's good. To, and because you know, I'm always. This is one of those movies where I'm like, I really don't know if I've just been blinded by nostalgia with this movie. And I was because there's some, like some of the movies where I'm like, oh my god, like when I show you Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, like I'm gonna be, I'm like very like, you know, like I really, really hope you like it. But if you didn't like it, I would be like, okay, like I get it. So I'm glad, but I am glad to hear that you're like, yeah, I do like it, and it's not just nostalgia. Like it is legitimately a good movie. Like I have you saying that um, because uh, just to get into my history with the film a little bit, um, you know, I was never shown this movie by my mom either, but I was actually shown it by uh, one of my best friends as a kid, who I'm actually still her friend to this day. Um, My friend Andrea, shout out. Um, She um, showed me this movie. We've been friends since we were like seven. We probably watched this when we were like, you know, 10 or something like that. Um, like a bunch of us at her house and uh you know so like i grew up with him and i was like wow this is so weird and like i eventually got the dvd for myself and stuff um so yeah this was definitely not on my mom's like radar of like oh i'm gonna show derek this movie it was kind of on like you know this this other wavelength that i got to pick up on it so um but with that we've kind of touched on him a little bit but what are uh, what are some standout moments for you in this film um, just before before going on my standout moment, I I will give it that mm. it is very much eighties of its time. <laughs> it is very much of its time. Like it has that eighties yes. feel, feel, especially with yes. with um with Jennifer Connelly's character. Um, she's very or Sarah. She's very much a kid of that time, and very much reminded me of like that eighties, like you know classic 80s kind of like kid like she seemed kind of like a molly ringwall from from um breakfast club kind of like just like mm-hmm. kind of into herself not paying attention to the world you know but um but no um very some standout moments for me was like essentially anytime david bowie was on the screen <laughs> i mean he i'm pretty sure i i want i really want to know like did he do that that ball the ball trick Cause like he, I think he did. He I think he did. Because he just yeah. like, was it was so fluid. Um, but every time he popped up, especially like while they were going, um, through the labyrinth, and whenever he popped up to ho- to Hoggle, um, was just like always a treat. And like the I think my favorite one was like when he was like crouched into like, in a and it looked like it was like a different creature, and he just popped up, and it was him. And I was like, yeah. I loved that. Uh, yeah, it's like a little goblin beggar, and then he's just like, "What are you doing here in this tunnel, Hoggle? What are you, what's going on now?" Like, I fucking love it. Yeah, and I mean, I know, like, I, I, I mean, yeah, I love David Bowie, and you know, he's missed, every, you know, by many, but he just, yeah, like, you could totally tell he was just like in his element. This was right up his alley, of mm-hmm. of a character to play. You know, he was essentially playing himself. Um, uh, yeah, I just loved, like, the intensity that he had. Like, I don't, like, I'm, I don't know if he had a thing for Sarah. I think it was more about, like, he, 
like she he knows that she is taking advantage like she's not taking advantage but she's like doesn't see how good her life is and like how it is to have a have a kid you know a brother and stuff like that um and i yeah i think like like oh yeah he's gonna turn the baby into a goblin but he himself is a goblin and i don't think he is i mean like i think it's just like he's just gonna take care of the kid and raise him to have magic essentially was that <laughs> exactly what it was so i mean like yeah um I really loved, yeah, like, of course, like, every moment he sang and stuff was amazing. And, and just to know that those were, like, original songs written by him was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, his character yeah. was really awesome. And, and, like, very much, like, um, enjoyable, of course, but also mm -hmm. very much intimidating. Like, you understood why people were scared of him. You know, he just, the way that he was shot of being so taller and, like, just having, like, a confident stance and, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I feel like he is kind of a, um, like, a metaphor or, like, a stand-in for, like, kind of, like, her awakening, like, like, sexuality and just kind of, like, because, you know, at the beginning of the film, it's, like, her mom says, like, or her stepmom is, like, why aren't you going on any dates? And then you have this, like like guy like david bowie you know who's like the symbol of sex in the 80s and like wearing like these very revealing clothing and just like prancing around dancing doing all the suggestive stuff and just you know you kind of doing all that and it's kind of you know you, i think that movie really you know like i was saying before you can view it with that lens of like this is about her growing up and becoming like a woman and stuff and at the beginning she has all these like you know she's very mature and she just wants to like live in like fantasy and like play and stuff like that but then you have that whole scene where she's dancing with him, and then directly after, you have that, like, witch lady, or she's like, oh, yeah, here's all your toys, that's all you need, here's all the toys, and she just kind of, like, throws off, she's, like, throwing off childhood things, and just kind of, like, come to terms with that, and, um, I don't know, I think it's, it's something, I don't know if you noticed this, because I didn't notice it for, like, years, but all of the stuff that's in her room is stuff that happens in the movie, like, she has an MC Escher photo with the stairs, she has a little, um, like a guy with an eye patch that looks just like the guy oh, she yeah, meets yeah, yeah. like all of the things so it's like it kind of makes you be like yeah is this like just in a fantasy is like this all just some a dream she has imagining it and i like that it doesn't ever like directly tell you that it just kind of hints at it so it's not like ah, it was just a dream all along because i hate it when movies do that but it just kind of gives you like oh just some hints here and i'm like all right it, it, it straddled that line really well and i don't know if you had any thoughts about that i know that's not an official question but no, no, yeah, I think it's, um, I get that sense of how it is, I mean, it's like, I'm one to, like, you, I don't want to lose, you know, my entirety of, like, my childhood imagination and stuff like that, so I really hope that it's not, like, her ridding mm -hmm. herself of all of her ma imagination, I'm, I wouldn't think so, but I think it's more- I don't think so, because- yeah. Yeah, she's like, cause she like gets really upset. Her brother like had her bear, but she, in the end, she's like, okay, no, you like this is for you. You can have this, yeah. you know. And then, she, but the end, she still's like, I'll like her, the oh, friends yeah, are like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. go away, but she's like, no, we stay and they all stay and they celebrate, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is true. I think it's more so like with her, it, it's her, like I guess growing in the way of like essentially like to share this wonder that she has, you know, with with her mm -hmm. brother specifically, you know. Um, and becoming I, more responsible too, I yeah, think. Yeah, becoming more responsible, like not like like I said, not taking um, 
I think it is advantage. Not taking advantage, like, of what she has. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, enjoying, yeah, like, appreciating. Yeah, appreciating right. what she has. Especially when it comes to her brother with her stepmother, you know. Um, I'm guessing that, like, I kind of got hints that her mom was a, a actress. And so that's why she's, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. like, kind of very theatrical in in her way um and like so you kind of get that sense but yeah i noticed that like all the things in her room were like part of the story and i i do like that ambiguousness Mm -hmm. of of like it was it a dream was it not a dream um because she ends up waking up in her bed right or like ends up in her room at the end yeah right yeah 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 and um oh speaking of the eye patch i um fox freaking love that character the that guy is so good with, with, oh my god with, with the the shepherd dog um like horse mm. essentially and then the, it would switch from yeah it would switch from being a real um dog to a puppet Dude, I love it, yeah. and i freaking love that i love that the puppet version of it and like Am- running ambrosius yeah, yeah ambrosius and sir um, um Di- Diamus. yeah yes yeah Oh my god, that was yeah. so good. And then that he was barking, and because he's a fox, foxes bark. He was barking, but not mm. the dog was barking. Was hilarious to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that character, and so that that's another um, key part, key thing that I, I fell in love with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then, what's your all opinion? Um, you know, like we've kind of talked about it, but did you do you think it lived up to the hype for you that um, you've had going into it? I think it did. I mean, it kind of sucks that, that um, to tie into our, our other podcast, that Jim Henson's, like, bouts outside of the Muppets are always seen, seem to be underrated. Um, this mm-hmm. one only got, like, is still just, like, a seven-point-something on IMDb, and then I know Dark Crystal isn't too high to either, and also it's... it's um, show wasn't too high either so that's why i didn't get a second season um, it's, a, it's a cult film it, did, it lost money at the box office it was yeah. a pretty big box office bomb yeah yeah but it grew like over the years it grew this reputation mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so so yeah like i mean i think it's it, i think it lived up to the that cult hype um and why people like it um i mean it all it, it a good majority of it is david bowie on his mm-hmm. performance of it, but also, yeah, like the the puppets too. You know, I mean, like it's it. it I think a good chunk of why it wasn't appreciated at the time that it was released is because, like, oh, they're weird. They're weird puppets. These aren't Muppets. You know, these aren't mm-hmm. the colorful, bright things. You know, um, and that's probably yeah, and that's also why you know Dark Crystal too. But you know. It, once you get past that and you don't see that you see these just like as awesome like characters creations and then they're adding you know they would act like this like if they're like a you know a rambunctious bat group of bad guys that kidnap babies and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i know i yeah but for me it did live up to the hype yeah for sure yeah so then why do you think that people have latched onto this uh, movie so much? And why do you think that uh, someone like me would be surprised that you, Ariel, haven't seen it? 
Um, I think people latched on to it because of how fantastical it is, you know? I mean, who wouldn't want to, like, suddenly be thrown into, you know, that fantasy world? And, and the way that she acts at the beginning, like, um, it, it, it's a way that, that a, a, at least a good amount of us, like, ha acted as kids, you know? Like, overdramatic, like... I can't say the words. I, I dare not say uh. the words. And then he ends up yeah. saying the words. And, like, and, of course, like, in real life, like, the, the nothing happens. But it, it's a, it would be an awesome experience for it to actually happen. And then it, a very real thing of her, like, no, 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 I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Like, right away, yeah. very much, especially with, a, with it being her brother, is very much a sibling thing, you know, of, like, uh, like we could equate it to to like you know you you punch you know you hit your sibling really hard and they start your younger sibling really hard and they start crying and you're like no 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry it's exactly that vibe and so I think that a lot of people you know gravitate to that and like you said it's very much of a coming of age story you know um i know like for at least people i i i, I watching this movie i could get it um but yeah a lot of girls or men um mm -hmm. you know had their first crush on jareth you know <laughs> so that, <laughs> like what whether sarah got you know the this the spring awakening um, from Jareth or not is a lot of other people got their their awakenings from, from there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but yeah, like I think like people would be surprised because it's like while it is underrated, it is like a like once you watch it, like it's a it's an enjoyable movie. It has a moral to it. It has awesome characters. I mean, like. Um, and then, yeah, like, it's it's a hero's journey, you know? It's a classic hero's journey tale of, like, you know, somebody going through a, a maze, like, very much out of Greek mythology. Um, mm -hmm. And then coming across all these different, you know, characters and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. You have one that is fearful and he's scared and and acts upon those fears, or, it, it you know, it, it influences their actions and then you have a gentle giant that you save from like being harmed just because he's different. And then, then mm -hmm. you have a, a fox that's too overzealous and then kind of like doesn't learn, <laughs> but it yeah. is still is always going to be overzealous. Um, but yeah, yeah. 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 And, and one thing too, I just want to add, I love, you know, the stuff that it does where it's like, it uses like the, like the, steps at the end, you know, are obviously like, you know, like iconic where it's like having David Bowie going up and down all these different steps. But it's also just stuff like they'll climb up a ladder and they'll come out of a pot that has like a thing underneath it. Just like things like that, mm -hmm. I think are so cool. And uh, I forgot to mention it, but I wanted to mention in the standout moments, because you were talking about your standout moments, one of the standout moments that still sticks with me to this day is the hands, where she's falling oh, down yes. and all the hands are grabbing her. Yes. And they're like, Nikki, they're all like all talking and oh. stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh, my like, goodness. 
Yeah, let's talk. I that and while I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is a mo standout moment for me. I need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reminding me because <laughs> they had that is some nightmare fuel. That no, it's not nightmare fuel for me at least. I mean, like they had to have choreographed that so well because mm -hmm. it looked so freaking good. Like they looked yeah. like actual faces, and that's so impressive to me. That I mm -hmm. was like, this is just like it didn't scare. I know it was meant to like be scary and stuff like that, but I was like, it was more just is. like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah, I guess it was meant to be weird, but for me, I was like, this is impressive. Like mm -hmm. how they're and they mo are moving like so quick, like they form so quickly that they mm -hmm. yeah they had to have choreographed this, and I think like for puppeteers, like they have this like natural way of doing things, especially like how jim henson taught his people like they were really mm -hmm. good with with their hand movements and like how to um then that's why you know the jim the muppets or jim henson's puppets are so expression filled because he taught mm -hmm. them how to, a way to make their hands so intricate that this is you know it becomes a living you know character yeah um and yeah just to do that like with essentially like the basicness of your own hands was so awesome like it was so awesome to me like really impressive yeah yeah because there's a lot of stuff that in when i was watching this movie i was like i remember parts really well and like that is one of the ones that definitely still always sticks out in my memory it's just like those hands because like you said it's so impressive and it just kind of it weirds me out every time but i'm like wow this is so good it just see you don't even kind of think about that they are hands at some points because it's like it just seems so natural that they're talking and making all these gestures and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, definitely an amazing film. Like I want to watch it again. Um, just I mean, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like I said, the only gripe I have is like Sarah's character is a bit like. Like, that's why I, for my name being Ariel, I don't really care for Ariel as a character in The Little Mermaid because she's just, like, so naive. Um, I have a thing about, like, naivety, like, especially when people get to a certain age of, like, you shouldn't be naive anymore <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, I would, like, I know, it, it I really would have wished to ha like, it's a perfect movie for by itself but then like it always wants you it's a good thing for a movie to make you want more like you want to go mm -hmm. on another adventure with like against Jareth and stuff like that but it is you know it is a good thing that that it is only it ever was just one movie and they never made a sequel but yeah yeah, no, no, I agree. It's 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 just it's on its own thing, and yeah, you can can still be ambiguous and stuff like that without having to go back to the well at all. Um, I I, I love the film. It's yeah. been a while since I went back to it, so I'm really glad we got to talk about it for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you for um for suggesting it to me because yeah, it has been on my my um list of of movies to watch, and um. You know when we're coming, when we're always coming, trying to come up with movies to to watch for this podcast. That that one popped up, or well, it popped mm -hmm. up for me because the 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 um 
uh, the the 35th anniversary popped up, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, like I yeah, I haven't seen this, but but yeah, but thank that's you really cool. You got to do that at see yeah. in the theater. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm really happy that like they've been doing that a lot more often with um with these mm-hmm. kind of movies of like, I and I always try, try to make it um make it to these show these types of showings like um especially mm-hmm. if it's a movie that I really loved like a couple weeks ago I went to uh the Willy Wonka anniversary mm-hmm. um one Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory anniversary and that was amazing like I just just it's and it was so like happy like I, I felt so happy and then I felt so happy at this one too and then at the end like some people like were just like applauding like yeah <laughs> stuff like that and it was just so like yeah it made me so happy um so yeah like for listeners out there if you're ever keep your eye out for these things because like they they're doing it a lot more frequently especially with um um, Turner Classic Movies does a couple of them. I don't think they did this Labyrinth one, but they did the Willy Wonka one. Um, they they're always having these. They're they're starting to have more and more of these showings of like anniversaries. Like stuff. Fathom events, I feel like does a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, it's through Fathom events. This one, I don't know. I did I didn't get there like right on time, so I missed like the beginning. Um, but it mm-hmm. didn't seem like a Turner Classic movie um showing because usually that guy mm. from turner classic movie pops up at the end he didn't pop up this time um okay <laughs> but um but yes yeah, always i i suggest always trying to make a point especially if it's a movie that you care about like i said like the other there was a willy wonka one i've been to uh across the universe one which is my one of my favorite films of all time um derek have you seen that one across i have oh, okay I I'm I have. probably gonna have to introduce my the bro to that yeah. one because I want to do specifically my favorite movies, but yeah. Um, but yeah, my I ex made me watch that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but definitely suggest trying your best to like always like I'm I'm always looking for a movie to watch, you know, at at AMC. Um, mm. No paid promotion, but thank you AMC for creating the A list um, system. Me and, and Derek use it, like, yeah. weekly. Kind of. Gotten some use out of that. <laughs> yeah. At, at, yeah, at least once a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very easy to do now Now that we're adults and we could we have A-list. Yeah. We could do double features, which I did double a double feature today with, with this. And then I went and saw Shang-Chi again. Um, Not nice. But we, it's legal now because like, we're actually <laughs> paying for it. Yeah. Quote-unquote. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't do double features as kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. But um, with that, Derek, thank you so much for joining me and for talking about this movie. Um, and uh, if you would like to hear us talk a bit more, we do have um another podcast. Um, it's our flagship podcast of Underrated. Um, and it comes out bi-weekly. Our, we're going we just finished a series of, um, Summer of Sequels, and now we're gonna be going into the Halloween season in October. Um, oh, this is probably gonna to be say, released. This, yeah, yeah, this I was is like... gonna be released 
after that. So so go back and listen to those t- listen to the <laughs> sequels that happened months ago, and go back and listen to the Halloween one that happened a month ago. <laughs> so yeah, and listen in whatever crazy future time it is. Um, you know, take your your jet pack and go listen to our. Or, you know, uh, while you're taking your jetpack to work or whatever, listen to whatever episode we just came out with on Underrated. Because who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, audience. Full disclosure. Because um, this this is uh, was kind of a spontaneous thing because of the 35th anniversary. Um, this is going to come out, like, a, a bit later than I actually watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have other, other um, ones in the pipeline already, but... But anyway, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and can, and will like to continue hearing us babble. Um, with that, thank you once again, Derek, and everybody out thank there. Thank you. And everybody out there, thanks for being amazing. See you in another life. <laughs>